0: Hey everybody, this is Dr. William Clark, your host of the Dr. William Clark podcast. Glad to be with you for another episode. And this is the podcast that is geared towards nonprofit organizations. Uh, We talk about uh, nonprofit strategy, leadership, and fundraising and uh happy to be with you today want to talk about how to tell your story uh, to a variety of funders and this topic tends to show up uh, quite a bit because this is a topic relevant to how you communicate your story uh, in a grant application it also is relevant to how you communicate your story to funders when going through an interview process some of you may not realize that as you advance your work uh, in pursuing Certain funders, uh, they will obviously take uh, the grant application that you submit to through their portal. But some funders have an added step of interviewing uh, the leadership team or key figures within the organization. Um, also, this topic that we're getting ready to come up shows up when you are in the process of courting a funder, building a personal relationship or a professional relationship with a funder. And this can be super important uh, as you are thinking about different ways to raise money and certainly raising money through relationships is one of those key strategies you want to think about. So when you're in the process of doing this stuff and you're in the process of raising money through the written form, audio, audible form, etc. How do you tell your story? We're going to jump into it in just a moment. I want to encourage you to visit me at DrWilliamPClark.com. Again, that's DrWilliamPClark.com. This is our website where you can access all types of cool information and where you can uh, download resources, schedule consultations, uh, take courses, and certainly take our latest course, Fundraising Basics for Nonprofits. I want to encourage you to visit DrWilliamPClark.com again uh, to get all those resources. So, how do you tell your story there are three things i want to share with you uh, these three things are things that i've learned over the years as a former funder and as a former uh, program operator uh, these are things that i found to be tried and true and they continue to show up as i advise my clients uh through the fundraising grant writing process as well so here's tip number one you do want to tell a story you do want to tell a story uh, but don't give too much detail So oftentimes we find people telling uh, these stories about their nonprofit and these stories about uh, individuals that they are helping or have helped or who have achieved extraordinary results as uh, because of their involvement with said nonprofit. And these are amazing stories. Uh, But what we often see is that people tend to tell these stories and go into excruciating detail about everything that happened from soup to nuts. When you think about. Storytelling, when you think about how to effectively tell stories, uh, you tend to learn that that strategy of storytelling isn't the most effective because people, particularly funders, get lost in the sauce. And because they're not on the ground, because they're not uh, involved in your organization, because they do not know the people you're telling stories about, the stories you tell in excruciating detail tend to miss them. They, They tend to go over their head. And so you've wasted that time, and energy and opportunity by telling a story, but given way too much detail. So just to keep it pretty basic, you want to tell a story of a person or preferably a group of people uh, who have gone through your program and you want to have a starting point, a midpoint and an end point. And so hopefully the endpoint point is uh, these these people have successfully completed your program and accomplished X which x should equal the goal of your program goal of your nonprofit and the goal of the foundation i want to highlight something when i talk about uh who to tell the story about uh, while it is great to tell a story about a person or a family uh, it is more impactful to talk about how uh, your work your programs has impacted multiple people groups of people so for example, you may be serving youth and it's really easy to talk about one youth that you have helped uh over the years or has helped uh, over the last program year, but it's more impactful to say, "Hey, we were able to serve roughly 45 young adults between the ages of 14 and 17 and all of them had a similar story. They all were justice involved, weren't interested in school, and were on track to becoming a statistic in our city." That would lead them to becoming dependent upon public uh, assistance, uh, no education and low economics uh, prospects as a results of our youth development program and mentoring program and them going through our uh, eight week initial process. We have found the following results. Boom, boom, boom. The next phase of our work will include working with these young people to accomplish boom, boom, boom. And we anticipate accomplishing these results with the support of your foundation or your financial support. So that story uh, is is a story that, you know, when you tell that story, it's telling a story about a group of people who are going through a process that's connected to your uh, nonprofit and your program. And notice how I ended it there where you believe you can accomplish X with the support of this founder, a foundation. And uh, you want to make sure that you tell that story. Of course, you want to add some flavor to it, add some more detail to it, but not too much detail. And again, I tend to notice that the detail, uh, the extreme details are given when talking about a singular person. Only So try to group people together because you want to have a greater impact to talk about how your program has capacity to serve more than one person. It has the capacity to lead a a cohort of people, of customers through the process. This leads to tip number two. Know your numbers, (laughs) know your numbers, but do not make the numbers the focus of your conversation. So notice in the previous segment, we talked about serving 45 young people. That's that's knowing your numbers. Right. You may even have a demographic breakdown by gender. You may have a demographic breakdown by race uh, or age. Right. We talked about 14 to 17 year olds, but you may have a a breakdown uh, of even that. You may have a breakdown of grade and some other demographic details that you care deeply about. Uh, While it's great to have that data, trust me, when you're writing a grant uh, that requires that level of information or you're pursuing a funder who has a targeted interest in one segment of your demographic, those numbers are going to be awesome. But generally speaking, know your numbers, but don't make them the focus. And the reason we're saying this is because when you start to look at funders uh, as a broad stroke and you're trying to figure out what their interests are, which should be public information. Uh, You want to make sure that you're not giving unnecessary numbers to a founder, a a funder rather, who doesn't have interest in those numbers. So, for example, you may be a youth serving organization and you serve youth from the ages of 13 to 24. However, you're having coffee with a funder who specifically funds projects for 14 to 17 year olds. So while you can run down the demographic layout of your customers from uh, from uh, 13 to 24, and that's great. Again, if you do that, you're giving too much detail, point number one, and then point number two, you're focusing on numbers that really are not relevant to the conversation. So you wanna make sure you know your numbers, but don't make them the focus, right? So still focus on what matters most to the funder. Pay attention to the cues that are on their website. Pay attention to the cues that uh, can be found in their grant application. Pay attention to the cues that will be signaled to you uh, during the one-on-one meeting so that you're focusing on responding to the cues, the questions, the opportunities, to open doors for you to tell the story of your nonprofit organization. And and here's the point of all this. We're, we're giving you these tips because it's about telling the story of the nonprofit Not in the way that makes you feel great, but you're telling the story of of your nonprofit in a way that appeals to the entity or individual that has the economic power to advance your mission. So if a funder has the ability to release dollars to help you serve more youth, to do more work, to expand your capacity, to scale programs and services, it makes sense to tell the story in a way that will help them understand what you do and help them build confidence, but not be overwhelmed by too much detail. And of course, you're going to have to fill your way out, fill your way through to determine what's too much detail, uh, because every funder is not created equal. Some are, you know, don't care about the detail as much. Some are in between, and some care about a lot of detail, have a lot of interest, etc. So you're going to have to fill your way through with each funder. So we're talking about how to tell your story. My name is Dr. William Clark, and I'm a fundraising strategist. And I help nonprofits develop the right strategy to raise money for their worthy cause. So I want to encourage you, while we're going through this podcast, uh, to visit me at drwilliampclark.com. Again, it's drwilliampclark.com there. You'll find all types of resources that we've made available to you, including uh, links to schedule consultation, registering for our newest course, Fundraising Basics for Nonprofits, books, resources, Etc. And of course, if you need full services, the link to our our company, Eli Patrick can be found on our website as well. So visit me at drwilliampclark.com. Again, that's drwilliampclark.com. So we're talking about how to tell your story. We've given uh, two tips here. We got one more. First tip was do tell a story. Don't give too much detail. Tip number two, know your numbers, but don't make numbers the focus. Here's tip number three, have a clear path for investment. Have a clear path for investment, but don't sell more than one idea or key concept. All right. So you want to be specific. You want to be clear. You want to have a direct pathway from point A to point B. And point A is we don't have funding and we want to have a relationship. And point B is we could use your funding. and Here's a direct pathway for your dollars. So a lot of people tend to have a ton of ideas, ton of concepts they want to sell. And they're all great. I believe you. I believe you when you say you have a lot of opportunities for funders to support your work and to plug in. I believe you, the funders believe you, but here's the thing. Funders are very specific about what they're looking to support. Now a lot of people tend to be discouraged by that because those specificities tend to X out some of the interests of the nonprofit. What I've learned uh, over the years is that uh, instead of trying to fight Against those specificities, instead of trying to convince a funder, instead of trying to uh, find other funders who meet the specific (in air quotes) needs that you're trying to resolve, the better strategy is to figure out how uh, the specific funding interests of the funder aligns with where you're going overall. So, for example, you may have a funder who only wants to fund um, the Marketing and recruitment element of your work, which is a reasonable uh, thing to fund because we all need to recruit. We all need to develop solid marketing and sales skills to recruit people to our programs. And for those of you that aren't familiar with how that works, uh, yeah, we have to market in a nonprofit arena. And it shows up in a variety of ways. But regardless of how it shows up, and and by the way, it's typical of most most other businesses, you just got to be creative. But regardless of how it shows up, if you have a funder who says they want to specifically fund those types of components of your work or the work of any organization, you can complain about it or you can say great this will be a great opportunity to boost our numbers across the board this will be a great opportunity to help our program staff uh, deploy some of the tactics we've been discussing this will be a great opportunity to fund uh, uh supplies and resources and apps and subscriptions related to marketing This would be a great opportunity to possibly hire a consultant to go through a brand uh, rebranding exercise that will allow us to update our materials, that will allow us to update our sales copy, that will allow us to update our digital materials so we can have a better social media presence, a better uh, marketing presence in the community, a better presence on radio, TV, a better presence amongst partners, etc., Marketing has such a broad impact on how we run our programs, but most organizations don't think about that. They don't think about the flyers that they put out or the social media posts that they put out as a form of marketing. And, of course, there are other tactics and strategies you can use to market, uh, but all these things can be addressed if the funder is looking to do this. And here's the thing about all this. All the marketing that we're talking about is tied to probably a specific program that you care deeply about. Maybe you have an underperforming program. This is a great opportunity to help it perform better. You need more people that qualify for your programs. Pursue marketing dollars. Uh, Perhaps you have uh, a program staff who just don't know how to uh, talk about the program. Therefore, they found qualified people, but they have a hard time convincing them to join the program. So going through training on how to sell, sell a program, sales language, uh, how to be effective in um, inviting folks, uh, and convincing folks to explore your program, how to close the deal. What I tell clients, uh, and I've been saying this for a very long time, while people do not pay to join your program because it's free, it's a nonprofit. They are valuable when you look at uh, how much they cost and how much they generate when they show up. And so you don't have people showing up. You're losing thousands of dollars. And so it makes sense to think about how can we pursue funding for marketing, how it can have an impact on an underperforming program or maybe you have a well a good performing program but you want to get better you want to refine the language you want to tweak things you want to just get better in this specific element of your marketing because we've done well with this demographic uh but we're kind of losing with this other demographic so so we need to buffer this and and we want to strengthen our numbers have greater variety which could set us up for different types of funding elsewhere down the road so we talk about having a clear path for investment, don't be shy and don't run away from this opportunity. Actually run towards it uh, and just focus on that clear, clear path of investment. Uh, don't focus on trying to sell a bunch of other stuff to the funder because it's going to be a turn off. just like you're turned off when a salesperson tries to sell you on a bunch of stuff. But stay super focused. And all this has an impact on how you tell the story of your nonprofit. So these are things uh, to consider. These are things that uh, perhaps can be super helpful and valuable to you as you're going on your journey of uh, building your nonprofit, building your program and or going through a rebrand or restructuring. Maybe you're going through change management and you just want to think about things differently. This could be a great opportunity. Now, uh, I'm going to encourage you to visit me at drwilliampclark.com. Again, drwilliampclark.com. I want you to schedule a consultation with me. Let's talk about this. Let's explore this. Also, I want you to register uh, and join me for our upcoming uh, course, our newest course, Fundraising Basics for Nonprofits. We're going to talk about some of these concepts and a whole lot more. So visit me at DrWilliamPClark.com. Again, that's DrWilliamPClark.com. My name is Dr. Clark. It was a pleasure being with you, and I'll see you guys next time.